0: We got okay, the game That'll do Keep up to date with the latest WSL action And the biggest interviews keeping an eye on our games It just shows
1: how big we're growing
2: Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream On the OTV Sports app now
3: We're back Episode 27 of the Football Pod And I have to put my hands up To everybody at home I am very sorry I let the side down I let the team down We had no show last week We had no podcast and I
0: was I, getting the blame for this. I'm sorry, Patrick, if you were... pointing the finger at me. He's, your man's away on holidays again. And for once, I can confirm I was on the island of Ireland all of last week, checking my phone for a pod update. And all I could see was Tommy Sullivan
3: himself.
1: Oh, I felt bad about Drinking it. cocktails, a lot of cocktails. That's what A I lot, lot of cocktails,
0: seen
3: a lot of cocktails, that's true. That's frozen, true. frozen margarita, boys, they're my, uh, they're my downside. So, uh, yeah, listen, I got a couple of DMs now, and the the, toner DMs, the DMs were all the same. Paddy Andrews never let the side down. You didn't give Paddy a week off after a stag. Uh, <laughs> all the grief you yeah. give Paddy all year long, and it's Tommy who lets him down. Andy Rod, might Rod, hey, hey,
1: Roddy Collins even did the pod when he was on holidays. From holidays, from, from holidays. holidays. yeah. I got
0: home from my stag, I was back in Ireland about what felt like about 45 minutes and recorded a, a podcast with Rory. You, were, now. you
3: weren't that great no you weren't great. People, people, was it my
0: peak performance? I must admit, probably not. I, have been, I was more energized than other pods, I, I'm not, not going to lie to you
3: but I made it happen I made it happen people people should go back and watch that episode on YouTube and just keep an eye on Paddy's face you can even scroll <laughs> through it. scroll through the fast forward bar and watch him deteriorate as the podcast went on it was a long one as well it was a long one apologies out of the way lads I hope you're well and I'm all refreshed I, I haven't got much of a tan I've got a bit of a colour on my, my arms <laughs> here but it's the same really as any farmer's tan
1: um, have you had a good couple of weeks? busy 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 busy, busy. Um, yeah it's been it's been crazy uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's been good and it kind of settled down this week, which was nice. Um, yeah, so it was good. I'd li- I was disgusted. Like if Ronaldo in Dublin, I didn't go to see him. I couldn't believe it. I was sitting- there. I, I got to that. i seen I, my man. i seen him. I was sitting at home watching the game. I was like, what am I doing in Balladry right here? Not in the Viva, but anyway. Um, yeah, listen, it was yeah. a good couple of weeks.
3: Looked unbelievable. Yeah, even the weekend sport there was unreal. You, never, you didn't make it in for the All Blacks game, Paddy, did you?
0: No, I, I was at the soccer on Thursday night, all right, so I seen the main man. I, were, I could have went to the rugby, but uh, I was actually getting a suit fitting with my groomsmen and my dad and, and my fiancé's dad. wedding. get married in three and a half weeks, lads. Wow.
1: This is a key question now, Paddy. So you've retired, you've went to the suit fitting. The last suit fitting you probably did was probably the All-Ireland final. 2020, yep. what are the sizes like, what is the weight? 10.
0: I oh, honestly, yeah, 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 I mean a few, Paul Flynn is there, uh, Darren Daly, one of the double coaches now, yeah, but keeping relatively in shape somehow, despite all the holidays, and enjoying a few pints, uh, I'm not too bad now, yeah. It's
1: your bike row ski, it's your bike row ski. Bike row, <laughs> bike row ski, ambassador lads, <laughs> do three or four of them a bloody week, are
0: you? Ah, oh, the no, animal. That's They're the only nice. thing keeps me going. because I'm not doing any football training, as you both know. <laughs> <Five> <laughs> and golfing. To, yeah, I have to keep the pounds off somehow. Now, so I didn't get into the All Blacks on Saturday. I'm I'm not flogging any books like Andy. I've seen him on the on the tour around Ireland, um, doing some big sales, so big numbers for you on that book, Andy. <laughs> Good you by the promotions of it.
1: Yeah, all, all I see is that every time I take a photo, my I, I think I'm getting the carb face is hitting me more and more every time I look at it. Like,
0: <laughs> Jesus. You need to change your camera angle. Yeah, no. I'm, in the,
1: I'm in the car too much. My
0: dad, and then, uh, I mean, college is a bit busy at the minute, and my, my job is very busy at the minute now with uh, coming up to year end and stuff like that. So, lads, it's been a hectic couple of weeks for you, so I didn't get into the rugby, but I did get to see CR7 in person yet again. Uh, yeah. you, know, weren't look,
3: gonna, you weren't going to miss that you were hardly booing them though you weren't one no, of those God that were God God.
0: blasphemy that's blasphemy no I wasn't booing them and just, you nearly nicked it for them at the end as well but uh, it was a great occasion do so you know what lads just class to get a you know, I know the numbers aren't great COVID wise but but just seeing the full house in the with the atmosphere and stuff like that and even watching the rugby uh, on telly on, on Saturday evening uh, just a savage atmosphere around again and you're just hoping that they can kind of get a handle on COVID numbers and things like that as well. Because as good as it is seeing everyone back in the mix, it's uh, it's not trending in the right direction for us, unfortunately. So uh, we'll see how that goes out in the next couple of weeks.
3: No, and it, well, it was an amazing experience, I'm sure, for a lot of those young Irish footballers and even the young Irish rugby players who haven't got to experience like for a lot of them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, listen, not to be flogging any books here, but um, over the holidays, I I got stuck into Liam Hayes' autobiography. Out of our skins, released back in 1992.
1: He wrote that when he was 1992. He wrote lads, that when he
3: was still playing, lads. He wrote that when he was the Meath captain. Off the back, of, <laughs> off the back of the epic 1991 season, yeah, yeah. Meath had obviously drawn with Dublin three times and bet them with that Kevin Foley goal, one of the greatest goals ever scored in Crow Park. I remember it. And then you had, off the back of that, you obviously had the All Ireland final against Down, where Meath nearly came back from the dead. Colin O'Rourke and pneumonia. Tenth the game, one time. 10th game that year, nearly like Mayo's 27, quite similar actually to Mayo's 2017 team. game. They they played 10 and lost. Tyrone
0: played 10 and 05 and won it. And then Andrew and his boys
3: played 10 in
0: 17.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But, but lads, this book caused a ruckus when it was released. And uh, I actually know that there's, you know, it's a, this the book that I read was a 20th anniversary edition. So little bits were kind of edited and rewritten, and rewritten, and there was a bit of perspective put in. And um, I know that in the months after it, Liam actually retired about three or four months after this book was was released. And oh, okay. I think his relationship with Sean Boylan was affected for a couple of years afterwards. And he actually stopped going to watch me games in about 1995. For I think a long time, you're talking maybe 15 years, he stopped going to me games. Like so, he kind of broke his. His connection with the team there, so it was really nice reading it back, and you learn so much about it. But there was well, just a savage part. Why, did he, dare,
0: why did he do that? So he missed ninety six and ninety nine. Like,
3: yeah, I didn't watch watch wasn't even watching the games until he just told. So he him. Watched them on TV, but he, he watched them in Lucan, in his, in, in his home in Lucan, where he where he raised his family. So he just his connection to the Mead football team had, had just kind of died away with his own team, yeah. which I suppose is. I'm sure there's a lot of players that are kind of that are resonate with them that their own team has gone and there's a new team coming in. So, uh, but one of the one of the things that stood out in it is there's an amazing segment at the end where he talks about the end of that great Kerry team. So Boylan's Mead, that first Mead team are coming in off the back of Micko's great Kerry team, and there's a oh, segment sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah
3: yeah yeah late eighties just before the Mead Cork rivalry takes off in eighty eight yeah. eighty nine, and but it's just he savages the Kerry boys for hanging on too long. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's just (laughs) when you read it back yeah. And he compares it to a Hugh McEvaney article when he followed Muhammad Ali towards one of his last fights and how difficult it was to watch Ali getting beaten by a journeyman. And he just said, it's always hard for the greatest to vacate their own altars. And for the Kerry boys, some of his players, those who held on to O'Dwyer's every whim with both hands and refused to let go even when their own bodies petitioned to be released. They limped away from the greatest sports story ever told on this island. A handful of them possess muscles and bones which may not dutifully serve them throughout the remaining years of their lives. And that's a pity too. But we shouldn't pity them. They knew good times, great times. And their only error was that they never wanted them to end. It was hard for them to leave the arena where friendships and egos and business careers have been built. It's always hard for the greatest (laughs) to vacate their own altars. And then he talks about Ali and he says, those Kerry boys, they took their time and they paid their dues with those final four defeats. So like... I don't know if any of the dubs are reading. Rewriting, Some of Some of some of the dubs got out. You know, I don't know whether I don't know whether it'll be a 30th anniversary edition. Whether Liam Hayes will be rewriting the words about the greatest back then. But you know, like it, it must be difficult to walk away that kind of moment when you're when you're in there. You know,
0: I've I like I've always said it. Um, any player, whether the Dublin team, the great Kerry team, the great Clannad team, and hurling. It's a personal decision, Andy said it as well. And I know we we, we have a guest on this, this week who, who stepped away and probably missed out on, after years of service, missed out on, one, on his count. He's probably one, one of their greatest days as well. But it's such a personal decision. And, and ultimately, you know yourself. And some guys are, readily, are ready to accept that. Some guys go early. I, I'd always did the example. I remember Alan Brogan retired for, for us in 2015, um, one of his last acts as a Dublin player was to score an amazing point against Kerry in the rain to win the All-Ireland there in 2015 and, and there's no two ways about it Alan Brogan could have stayed on and played another couple of years um, we obviously went on that was the first of the five in a row mm. but he wanted to get out at the time and um, I left f- finished myself Paul Flynn a very good friend of mine left and missed the fifth of the five in a row like each player will know there's family circumstances there's, there's professional circumstances with work and things like that it's such a personal decision and from the outside you can look and say yeah he should go he should go he should go and you can say "Other on the flip side you go geez your man had two or three more years left and he left it's you just don't know you just don't know and, and all you can do as I said when I made my decision and I know Andy when you stepped away yourself and be interested to hear what our guest says you just sound out a few people who you really value their opinion, whether it's your current teammates, whether it's your ex-teammates or coaches, obviously your family or your really close mates and just go, look, I'm thinking of on this, what do you think? And I wouldn't be going asking the moon and the stars and asking everyone for it because you get different opinions and things like that. Hmm. it's people who you trust and and, and to be honest some people will say I think it should stay on because they think that's what you want to hear (laughs) and you're like I don't want to hear that you want nearly give it to me between the eyes and they'd say yeah man like you should go And, and and then ultimately it's a personal decision but uh it's funny. Yeah, that's, like
3: that's very eloquently put from, from Liam very well, very, well, very, well, well, Liam was obviously one of the most talented journalists in the country. Exactly. He had a, he had, he he had had a, a leg up in
0: New Yeah. He
3: had, a, he had a column in the Sunday Press every week. And I think during that Dublin, that epic Dublin saga and those Cork games, he was writing about the Cork and Dublin teammates. And he speaks about going on holidays to Canaries and the Cork boys will be there. And there'd nearly be a war in the sand. But I think, oh, I'd have to dig what out. What a unique situation. Like
0: that must have been, like there, there's no one since... In that scenario, but they a playing GA player, and right, he's, he's, uni-
1: he's a unique individual, though, yeah. is Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he,
0: you hear he, me. Like, like
1: I, I know, like, i met him uh, three or four times, uh, but like, like, he walks into the room, you take notice of him, like, yeah. A lot of that me team are like that now. Yeah. He's you, a big you, unit. You, you, hardly
3: read, you hardly read that book, Andy, did you? Because, no. um, um, there's I'm just wondering. I, do, I just laserism and Andy's book. Andy's just copied and pasted I've a lot seen, of. I've seen. there are some actual, there are some similarities in the way. Uh, he's it. been <laughs> cut, but, but he, even, he, he, he's been rumbled.
1: He, uh, like, no, no, no. He, he is one of the. He is one of the All
0: Ireland's. Laser is from <laughs> I'm gonna. I actually got to read both of them over Christmas. Yes, day. I, I yeah. shared
1: your double. Good. <laughs> hey, but he'll, he'll
0: sign I'll buy the book. I'll give you a dig out. Don't worry. I'm not looking for freebies here. Like Dobbs, got to care for that too much anyway. As it is No,
1: but I'll tell you a good one, right? So we, we were when we were playing. We've talked about Tony Mac Tony McAtee in, yeah. the, in the pod before. Like, and Tony is just I'd say I'm seven him hairs now. Wouldn't be, to be cut from the same cloth to be straight down the line, you know? Yeah, you like, said to you like like if you cut your coach, you know. And I I say this in jest and fun because I have a good relationship with Tony, and we always had a bit of crack But he'd ask you, "What are you hanging about? What are you hanging around for?" <laughs> To me, I'd be 33, 34. What are you hanging around for? He'd look at you like. And you'd, you'd walk away. You'd have to kind of shake yourself off. And, <laughs> in the middle of training, like in front of oh, people. Dude, just after training or something. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Had a, I had a few frank discussions with him myself, and, you know, during <laughs> our club scenes. And, uh, yeah. That's the man we need to de- He wouldn't mince his words, though, I have to say.
3: No, he. De- no, Tony definitely doesn't. But yeah, I, I
1: the- like Roberto. I love the honesty of that. I love a person yeah. and sometimes it's, just, it's not oh, yeah, like you go yeah. to a right but it's just boom yeah. between the eyes You know, the old boy was a bit like that though really oh yeah straight yeah, between yeah. the eyes well listen that's
3: my mead mention out of the way and I, yeah I suppose I learned a lot about Joe Castles which was a massive thing you know what an, e- what an epic footballer back in the day probably passed someone like myself by a little bit you know I was born you know a little while after all that those great teams so Listen, we're going to talk a little bit about the club action really, really quickly before we get our new guest on or our, our special guest on today, Keen Mackey. So Keen Mackey is a former Calvin footballer, 15 years of Intercounty football, won two championships with his club, Castle Ryan. But last week he was man of the match in the Longford Senior mm-hmm. Final as Mullen Yokta, that, his new yeah. club, his adopted club, won another Longford title. You'll all know Mullen Yokta from that epic Leinster run three years ago. But before we get to that, Andy Moran, Mayo football, always in the news. Always, Oisin Mullen has signed a contract with Geelong Cats in the AFL. What an amazing move for the young fella from Kilmaine. Kilmaine's the club, isn't it? Kilmaine is the club, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that one of the last interviews I remember watching them was they were beating in their semi-final a couple of weeks ago, and you can see the blood in his mouth as he's talking to the Mayo GA Instagram channel, yeah. <laughs> and he's given that, given that you know they just lost I think the Mayo Gales in that semi-final, and you know he obviously signed a a deal with the Geelong with. I'm saying that it's pronounced it right, it's like, no, it's it's no. but, but it, was in, it was in the mix, I think, for the last two years. you got two years out of Oisin, but we got to see how good he was.
1: Uh, yeah, and it just, it just shows you when, when you get chances in all Ireland finals, uh, you have to take them uh, because all of a sudden, time doesn't wait for anyone. We got, we got very lucky in a way. One of the good things from COVID is we probably held on to USHIN for two more years than we should have. Mm-hmm. Um, he won. He wins Young Player of the Year and an All Star um, in his first year against Dublin and Paddy, Paddy's last year, and then this year he gets injured and it was, it was a very tricky year for him. But he was having a great year up to his injury, do you know. Oh, he was. But what makes it more, I suppose, more difficult for all fans is the reality is that time is catching up on, like just to catching in on your Liam Hayes article. Time is catching up on uh, on some of great players um, like Lee Keegan at a Tour de Force. Uh, this <laughs> season in the semifinal and final. But Lee is 33, mm. a father, a husband, you know, time is catching up there. And all the other guys, I suppose, Killian's injury, Aiden, And when, when your best young player then that's coming through in a long time, himself, Ryan, Tommy, and they're just, gets cut off. It's, uh, it, it leaves a massive dent. And the problem is, is that he goes but it probably like in the next maybe year to 24 months, some of them other great players might go as well. So that gap becomes harder to fill then. And you don't produce, you don't produce a mm-hmm. Kieran Kilkenny, for example, or an Oisin Mullen. You don't produce them overnight. Like, no. You know, they take time, takes a lot of work, and away, away he goes. and Massive loss for his club, but um, we all wish him well. Uh, we, we love the fella. He's a really, really good guy. Um, you know, but he, he's made the look, the image, the the attitude, the athleticism, he's made for professional sport, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, from, the other thing as well, Andy, you're looking at, like,
0: if he doesn't go, he, he's taken on the mantle from, like, Lee is still there and, and, and an amazing year, kind of, like say, towards the end of the season, but, but guys like Keith Higgins and Donnie Vaughn and I know Colin Boyle is still there. And as they move on, Oshin Mullen was going to be, for the next decade, the the main, the leader of Mayo's defence, so I mean, yeah, along with along with Paddy I And mean, he already seen like say two amazing years. Obviously, a bit frustrating from this year, I and mean, then the All Ireland final there was a couple, It was probably a little bit rusty and things like that. But you could see an absolute leader for the next ten years for Mayo,
2: yeah,
0: and and, and nearly making it seamless that you're losing a core of iconic defenders that that was such a strength for Mayo that O'Shea Mullen and Paddy kind of carried a mantle there and it wouldn't be as bad. And then then to lose him, and that's the challenge for a lot of counties around Ireland. The the lure, particularly after now, like I said, COVID probably kept a lot of people in-house and you see the impact Conor McKenna has when he comes back. Dublin had it, obviously, with Kieran Kilkenny. When counties lose players like this, it's so, it's... yeah. Like if you're a supporter, it's it's a brilliant opportunity, and I wholeheartedly support the guys to go down and do it. What an amazing lifestyle opportunity it is to, to, to go and do that. But if you're a supporter or you're a, a coach, yeah. you've got to be disheartened. You know, I got this, this guys. We're hanging our hat on this guy, yeah. yeah, and and it's gone like that. And not only for his county, but for his club, for Mayo supporters. Um, but look, like an incredible opportunity. Two brilliant, like particularly in 2020, young player of the year and all star. What an impact! Yeah. Uh, and just, just a, a bitter blow for, for James Horn. I'm sure. And you look at, he's had it before with someone like Pierce. Pierce Hadley as well. Who, yes, who we touched on before in this pod. Kieran Donnie was on only a couple of weeks ago, explaining. Kerry got a year or two out of Tommy Waltz. They won an All Ireland in 0-9, but imagine he didn't go and he stayed. You know. Would well, Dublin have started their kind of decade of dominance if Tommy Watts was still there for his yes. best? It's such a massive impact for counties and not just like every county, like mayor, one of the biggest counties, it, it it affects all all the counties.
3: I always questioned how Mead's like not questioned, but lamented how Meade couldn't keep a hold of like a prodigy like Connor Nash. Like Connor Nash is a fellow who was in the Leinster rugby academy. They were mad to get him on a professional contract. But I don't think Meade could do anything at that time to he was going to be a superstar no matter what he did. No matter what sports he played, he was yeah. going to be- How do you attempt a fella like that when you're kind of doddering around in Division 3 and Division 2 and then you had Key McBride, another young lad, go over and and, and trying to make it over there. And then you hear when Conor Glass comes home and he wins that club championship last week at Glen and he said, like Andy, he said, Conor Glass said, I wanted my AFL career to be 10 or 12 years. Like That is the, look, it's hard to tell what way it's going to go. It's very difficult for, for players to make it when they go over there. But a lad like Ushi Mullen, you don't know how far he could go.
1: He could go huge, but I think what's what's key for him is the club that he's went to. He's went to Geelong, and uh, a girl from the old ladies team is over there. And Rachel Cairns, obviously Zach is over there. Mark Connor is over there. Um, that gives a good contingent. Is age too? Like what what has always struck me about Pierce Handy is Pierce goes over there at eighteen years of age, yeah. right, and stays there. Now Begley was gone. Colin Beggs was probably gone about uh, two years after Pierce went over. I'd say. And hand yeah. stuck it out and made a career for himself. like That is unbelievable. If that wasn't sport now, if that was just business and you were going over there making a career over there and by 30 you'd done what he had done and stuck in a career that long and went over at 18 years of age, Joe, you're being you the business you being the business force. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> you're, you're a baby.
0: You're, yeah. you're, you're an absolute baby. Whereas you go over at maybe twenty-two, twenty-one, yeah. twenty-two. Those you know, you can huge development over those two you years. You yeah, yeah. Um, whereas at eighteen, you're coming out of secondary school. Like you yeah. haven't been to college. You're. You, having them you don't know anything
1: <laughs> like, no, I, I, you think you know things but you don't and yeah. you make it so I just think with Oshin I just think it's going to like he is three four years there where he can elevate his career he can go after it them guys are going to look after him Zach Tui set the marker for them at the club yeah. they're a really competitive club they're right up there yeah. and like, like I, I've said this before I rate footballers in kind of percentages the top 5% and an athletic form and strength and power and everything that you need hey, to and looks describe. he's got oh, the X factor I uh, the best looking you know, man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you imagine that man in the vest but, and the pink boots and the hair and the ponytail but he, like he's a top, yeah he's a top 5% athlete and the point Paddy's trying to make there is that your are Mayo you produce yeah. probably if you're lucky three or four of these every 10 years and he's one of them and he's gone and we've lost two in the last 20 which is, which is hard to take
3: they're the margins yeah but listen best luck to him amazing oh, class yeah, 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 to see it.
1: as a person as a young fella as a as a, as a human being, he's just he's an incredible. Like this, is why I think there's he, he can do whatever he wants because he, he's, okay. he's like I know I, I I sound like a dad now and I'm going to say this, but you are, Andy, you he's, are. He's 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 got manners. Like he he walks into a room. There's no airs or graces about him. He walks in. He fits in with the group, and he's just he's just one. He's just absolutely brilliant at kind of everything like he's just one of those guys so listen he can do whatever he wants in the, in yeah. the world and fair play to him
3: can't wait to see what he does next right
1: you know, get him on the pod Paddy. or open tell me
3: come you on will you? let's see what happens we, uh, that's, what this, that's what this last five minutes has been about I'm just going to send it on to him so get <laughs> on. anyways crazy weekend in the club finals um, we're getting Keen Mackey on in the next couple of minutes just to run through a couple of the big results Cara Finn have been beaten yeah. again i'm uh, betting My Lock led by Val Daly uh, incredible win for the Black and Amber. Another club in Black and Amber, Cross McGlen, were beaten by Clon Aaron and Armagh and a sensational comeback. Connor turbo I don't know if you remember Turbo coming off the bench for yeah. Armagh against Monaghan. Against Monaghan yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was outrageous, but he had a big impact on that. Uh, Drumore with the McNabs, Lizard and Magpie McNab, they won the Tyrone Club Championship the weekend. It was testing to video, really, wasn't it? It like? really was, yeah. And uh, Tullamore... They got rid of
0: uh,
1: road after a replay, big win. Fair play to some. More. That was some comeback. Isn't, isn't it, it
0: unbelievable, lads? You look at, like, probably from our generation, that the absolute pinnacle, like, road, kingpins in, in Offaly, and then cross yeah. Milan and Cardiff on the national stage in terms of hoovering up all-Ireland titles. And it just shows, that, and, and look, we touched on it in Dublin, in the club championship, we'd say Vincent are out who won a couple of all Ireland relegated to Division 2. Yeah, it's amazing Now even the biggest clubs... With the biggest traditions, the cycles just kind of come to an end, and it's fascinating. It's unbelievable, even at even at club level. That you know, there's an infinite period there where these group of players come along at the one time. Like Cara Finn, I remember some of their All Ireland victories, and I, I, I had struggled to see cl- a club team play at the level they were playing at. And now, you know, they're struggling to to, to win their even their own county title. with Crossmaglen, obviously that iconic team. I was 13 or 14. Our match championships in a row, a six day. or seven all Ireland. Cross and it just shows everything comes to an end, even even at club level. You know, for the biggest clubs in the biggest counties
3: as well. well Clanairn Clan were the big dogs, I think, back in the fifties and sixties. But it's fifty odd years since they won a, a county title. But like Cross had an aura about. Do you know what I mean? Whether the oh, hour yeah. was beyond. So like we had a uh, we had Radville winning and Carlo John Hesson with a late free to save yeah. the Westmead final to a replay. And then out in Cork, you had the semi-final between Castlehaven and the Bars. And it was live on the Examiner um, Facebook page, I think. But it went to a penalty shootout again, lads. But the, what i yeah, point out in this game was the shootout between Stephen Sherlock and Brian Hurley they were Sherlock for top two, scorer,
1: weren't they? They were both top scorer between the oh two. Oh, chase
3: and top scorer. I think yeah. Sherlock was just in front. Sherlock ended with 210, and uh, <laughs> Brian Hurley scored 2-9. Like sure, I remember I the headlines were on John Hesson scoring 216, and I think I think it was a semi-final before as well for Lomans but like crazy, crazy scoring, unbelievable stuff. Listen, I think it's time to get our main man on. Keen Mackey is gonna join us next. We're gonna have a bit of fun so uh, this is the part where I tell you subscribe to the football pod if you haven't already but I'm sure you have and uh, yeah sorry again for, for messing up last week and we're back me. we're back baby we're back alright you're very welcome back to episode 27 of the football pod with Paddy and Andy Paddy Andrews is with me Andy Moore is with me and I'm not quite sure how to introduce our special guest this week What well, I thought I would have led with Cavan footballer and Mackey but I think I'm going to go with the reigning man of the match in the Longford senior football final and Mackey you're very welcome to the podcast
2: Ah, good to be here, boys. Good to be here. Um, yeah, I could go under a couple of different aliases. They're probably two of the the better ones <laughs> I could go under, I suppose.
3: Who the more favourable key, you? yeah, you're dead
0: right. Yeah,
2: without uh, without L- child friendly, we will say
3: Longford champion. How does that roll off the tongue?
2: Ah, yeah. Look at any championship, I suppose, a good championship. But um, look at senior championship in in Kavanaugh and Longford. It's 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 not bad, not bad to have. And, it's and look at Molnokta. Molnokta are good lads. So. Um, it's a it's a good feeling to get it with a good bunch of lads, you know.
3: Yeah, what a what a group to roll in with! Like we we all remember Monarchs run through to win Leinster, and was it back in 2018? The Beck Crokes, Crokes yeah. the Beck Croaks, yeah, like, Parallel Park as well. Yeah. Unbelievable! What well, what was it like rolling into like you obviously came from a setup like Ran where you'd won two championships in recent years, and was it 18 or 19? You won your two Cavan Senior Championships.
2: Yeah, it was. We were trying for a long time in Cavan. Uh, yeah, we actually we actually got dubbed the name Andy might like like this, but we were. We were, we were the Mayo of Cavan. We were dubbed at one stage. Paddy,
1: <laughs> you have manners. I'm not saying that to you. I'm not saying that to you. How many we had after, you
2: lost? We were after being in the county final in 11, then 15, 16, 17. Lost them all by a point or two. And then uh, we won 18 and 19. Um but look, coming from a setup like Ratten, Kassaratin, like Casratten setup was was outrageously professional, you know. Donal Kogan came in in '17 and and kind of gave us that extra bit of professionalism and and kicked us on. But uh, going into the Molyneux, the setup it was like nearly just the same thing, I suppose, because they were coming off a, a Leinster win, so they knew what it took to to go on and win championships. So like it was it, it was an easy fit, you know, like. I I'm probably blessed because like my girlfriend could have been from any sort of club, you know, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> happened to be from from the Leinster champions. so like it kind of it worked out nicely um, when we moved over there, you know. So it's and um, sure they're half yeah, down there. Could, I could have got a junior club somewhere really really bad, but look it, you, it was it was just nice. You, you land your- well played. Well played. <laughs> you landed on your feet, exactly. And uh, just, could you explain
3: to us, because my, my joke got uh cut off by the Zoom there. I said that they're half Cavan anyway in Mulinyakta. Could you explain the connection, please, between Longford and Cavan on the border there?
2: Yeah, see, Gauna, who are also in the county final there in Cavan, it's a half parish, so technically they're the one parish, but they're in two separate counties and two separate provinces. So there's just a, a, a bridge and a, and a river that, that spits the two up. Like, uh, Mullinyakta would be a very small parish, and so would, would Gauna, but... Gowna would be slightly more populated with with a village there, whereas Mullignac is just one pub, a church, and a school. You know, that's that's wow. all they've got. You know, but uh, that that's the connection of the two of them. And that's, and look at they've they could have had two county champions meeting on the bridge. That was all the talk around the area. Meeting at the bridge with the two right. county champions. Like I think it was in two thousand and seven, Mullignac won the intermediate and uh, Gowna won the senior and the med on the bridge. It was a big thing for for the parish. But just yeah, of course.
1: Going a fell short, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah they, should have, they should have probably they should have probably did it the first day. of The Gowna boys, shouldn't they? The few missed chances at the end, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look, at they, they
2: they missed the boat. Some would say because they had a couple of glorious goal chances and and look at credit to Rammer Rammer's keeper, he saved both of them, you know. And look at Rammer came back and probably just a bit more. They, they were in county finals in sixteen the one and then lost in nineteen. So that bit of experience probably helped them over the lines, you know and and probably a bit of inexperience for Gowner, but look at Gowna's, Gowner's very young. They are a couple of 17 or 18 year olds playing. So look, they'll they kick on. They'll be, they'll have plenty of medals in their back pocket come their their 30s.
3: It's funny, we were talking about some of the fi- fallen giants and I suppose the the cycles that come around in sport when you look at the likes of Carfane losing at the weekend and Cross being beaten by Clonair and Vincent's being relegated down to the uh, Senior B, isn't that right, yeah, Paddy, yeah. In, in Dublin Championship. Can you explain to us how, a parish that's as small as Malenyakta, or even a village, half a parish like Gowna, with you know, with a village and a, and a couple of whatever. Like, how do you get the levels of, I suppose, qualities to such a level?
2: Well, well, in Malenyakta, I can I can speak for its, it's families. We'd say there's like five McGelly there, um, and like one of them is the is the county is the chairman. Um, there's two Rogerses, two McGivneys. You know, uh, two Matthews You know, like there's there's brothers there all at the, at the same age, and look, it, it could go a, a very barren spell when all them brothers are yeah. gone. There's not there's a lot of um, there's not a lot of youngsters around the area um, at the moment. But, that's what you were brought in for. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We're all about the tech books now. We're bankrolled, bringing in the big dogs. Like, but, but my, my lad's only four months old, so. <laughs> Um, but um, I, got, I got his age wrong in, a, in an interview the other day. I said he was three months, and I was told fairly quickly by the minister that he's <laughs> <laughs> four months. Ago. You yeah. better get L- it right. Lack of
1: sleep, you lose a few months. Thirteen, <laughs> yeah,
2: without doubt. I wasn't told it was this hard when I was told we were having one. <laughs> <laughs> and you've you've settled in nicely down in Longford, and I know it's
3: not too far from home. But um, you know, you you got in with the the team and you've with the lads quite well. The the group there.
2: Yeah, well look at I would have knew them over the last couple of years before I even moved down there, Do you know. Like I was I was back living at home when I when I was first going out with Amanda. So I, I would have went out with them on nights out and and, yeah. and they're solved. Good even, icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> you get to tell everyone what you think of them when you're drunk, I suppose. <laughs> that that was an easy one. But look at their they're they're down to earth. They're, they're the same as look at every club team is the same. Once you're in with a group of lads, they're all bang on, but yeah. Everyone's everyone from the outside might look like that, but once you're in with a group, they're all spot on.
3: I loved Michael Verney's uh Twitter thread at the weekend. He was talking about yourself winning county championships in, in different counties. It's a smashing honor, like there isn't a huge amount. You could probably list them, I suppose, in a Twitter thread. And I'm trying to dig it out here the amount of players. One question? of them, one of them was Frankie Dolan, who was uh. Man of the uh, Match in 2002 Bally. for Bally Mahan oh, back Bally in uh, Bally 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 Mahan back in 2002. So he was the last, I read along for leader piece the other day, the last outside player to win Man of the Match in the Longford final. So it was, a, it was a big accolade that they bestowed upon you. You must have played well.
2: Yeah, look, I don't know. There was a good bit of slagging on, on Monday when we were having a few beers. Uh, I was being called Frankie Dolan because he came <laughs> and won one and then left. But uh, <laughs> that's kind of the, the slagging I was getting on, on Monday. But I think there's actually, there's a lot more... Um, in, in Castle Rhyme there like we had Sean Brady and he won with UCD and Castle Ryan. Okay, and UCD then and, yeah, and, yeah, a lot lot of people and Castle Ryan as well so that within Castle Ran, there's three men now that have uh, club honours with, with both Castle Ratten and someone else but I think UCC have a right few as well yeah oh, well I don't know what,
3: I know I, I see the the, count, the the colleges make a big difference there don't they with, with different lads going in with them I think James McEntee has a I think he won an intermediate in Mead and a, a senior in Cork in the same year, or something like that. Or he was definitely close to one anyway. Uh, Niall McNamee is another man with a medal at UCD. Kevin Cowell won medals in senior medals in Gail Colum Kills in Mead, Mullingar Shamrocks in Mead, and Nemo Rangers in Cork. That's Great, please. Yeah, so like, look at it, what an achievement, so well done on that, and best of luck in Leicester. You, you, a previous guest, Rory Gallagher, as well. <laughs> well, how can we not mention Rory? What a, a what a little run little. that man had around the country. Yeah, to be fair,
2: he he's, he's about five he or six, doesn't he? Cabin. He played one league game in, in Cabin with Chris Lowe and then never did. Did, did, you, play, did you play with Rory He's like Zlatan, he was
0: just going around every year, club to club like.
2: Did you play with Rory in Cabin? Uh, I did, yeah. Uh, Rory was phenomenal, footballer. Yeah. Great kick, pass with the ball, yeah. like and a great ball winner. Um, probably didn't have him for long enough around Cavan because, as regards helping younger players, you, sh- you see him now as a coach, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, Cavan could have held on to him as a player for maybe three, four years. Like, he would have benefited young lads around the place. I was young when he was there, like, and you have mm-hmm. to listen to lads like that. But just it shows how how he has it upstairs. He's gone on to be quite a good coach, and he actually coached us. A couple of times with Castle Rahan, you know, like in his okay. straight in sessions, our are, are top drawer. So well, he had
3: he had Paddy from the age of 13 or 14. So Paddy was his protege growing up in Bridget. So he, uh, all that off the pitch,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the carnivals, yeah, good times, good times. So again, it's been a successful couple of years at club level. Um, so you're clearly keeping the body taken away going on. Uh, when it comes to inter county retirement. Back in January 2020, BC before COVID, I'm reading a piece you did with Brendan Crossan in the Irish News, and you said, um, "Where is the quote?" I'm after losing it here now. Mackey, Mackey he yeah, yeah. announces intercounty retirement last week and says he's looking forward to taking random holidays and attending a few more stag parties.
2: <laughs> yeah. It didn't uh, it didn't go to... I did get him. Um... I did get New York at Christmas that time and I got Edinburgh on a stag with Stick Mehan from Calvin and 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 that was a good stag party, but that was really it from, from the yeah. the start of that. But um yeah, look uh, yeah, I timed it to, to very close to the worst perfection you could ever uh, ever retire. But um the
0: same uh, yourself, King, don't worry. I, the grand the grandest plans was gotta go to
1: this, this, this and you, and you went to every single one of them.
0: <laughs> over I don't remember the last that's over the last three months. The first 15 months of COVID are sitting at home going, boy, and God, should they should have hung on, dragged the arse out of for another year, like but uh no, not the uh, best.
3: Thing. How did you find that transition, King? Because I know Andy obviously retired a couple of months beforehand. Andy picked a, made his timing a bit better. Andy retired the week before Dublin's five in a row game against Kerry. So he picked <laughs> his moment in August. Um how did you find the transition to finishing up with the group and leaving the WhatsApp group and finishing up with Calvin football because it
2: was 15 Uh, years you'd still be in contact with all the boys you know like it it, you know within a county group like you're in it so long anyone that's there over four or five years like you're you're fairly close with and you could just still be in full time contact with them and and they'd be spot on but probably the transition of actually coming home and not having to go train and or not having to go to the gym and then after maybe two months of it and you start to get fat, you're like, I have to actually push myself to do something here. You know, and that's, that's the big difference. Having that little bit of drive before the club season starts to actually do it. Whereas when you're with Calvin or Dublin or Mayo or whoever, you have to be there. You have to go. If you're not there, you're called out, you know? So it's, um, that, that was the biggest thing for me. I kind of got, the feet were too comfortable on the couch for, for maybe six or eight weeks. But, um, Look, you do miss it, even when like I, I done it, and then Cavan went on to an Ulster. Like so, yeah. For me, like it, you'd have the Green Eye Monsters. I told the boys, like the Great, you're you're envious of them a hundred percent. Like you'd be lying if you said you weren't. But you're still a Cavan supporter at the back of it all. Mm. So for Cavan winning is still brilliant, you know. But look, it um, it was it was one of them years that you just didn't know what was going to happen, and yeah. it, it just worked out perfect for for Calvin supporters.
0: What was it like? Because I you know we, we touched on it coming up to well Andy particularly this year with Mayo having beaten Dublin in the semi final and, and and watching as a supporter and and hopefully Mayo could, could have won the All Ireland against around the final and I had it myself earlier in my career I missed out I remember watching Dublin win in twenty eleven where I was on the squad and then it wasn't so. What, what, You'd had kind of the guts of of, of, of ten months from, from retiring in January to, to, to Cavan ultimately going on and winning the Ulster Championship, beating Donegal that day, up in, in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh. What was that like? Had you kind of come to terms with it by, by that point, or was it like Cavan weren't expected to win that game against Donegal? You know, what, what what was the feeling watching it
2: initially? Relief. Joy, like I say, a little bit en- envious to a point. Oh, look, definitely envious. But the, the whole the whole Ulster Championship that year, I, I was doing a bit of work with the BBC, and mm. and it was just a roller coaster. Like yeah. we, we should have been, like we should have been out the gate at half time against Monaghan, came back and bet them. You know, uh, down should have had us out the gate at half time again, came back and bet them. And then we were kind of ahead of Donegal, and we were playing our best football I've seen us play in maybe fifteen yeah. or twenty years. And then Donegal started to creep back in, and I was just like, "Oh no, you know this can't happen yeah. to us. We're after doing this to two other teams. This can't happen to us." But it was just a roller coaster of a match, you know, because it wasn't over until maybe the last two three minutes. Well, when I think McGarrod got that ball, bombed it into the
3: air, and Patton and punched it into Conor Madden's pass.
2: Yeah, and Big G wouldn't be a man for for a big long kick. He's usually like a good man to to be calm and cool on the ball, and it was just kind of like get it in there. And yeah. that, that that worked for Cavan, the whole championship, you know, when they were under pressure and their backs were getting the wall, they were losing by six or seven. They just let it in. And 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 the same thing happened in, in the in the ULSTO final. But I remember when the goal went in, I had the, the headphones on me and I went to kind of run. I'm <laughs> sure near took the head of myself, you know, but, <laughs> but it was just it was an emotional time like for everyone. Like like going into that game, like my heart was saying Cavan, but my head was saying, how do we beat Donegal? Like Donegal, all Ireland contenders, everyone was saying, Cavan weren't even Ulster contenders at the start of the year. And we were after getting bet by seven, eight points the year previous by Donegal. So like, I was trying to figure out how do we match these big physical men? They're huge. Do you know? And I, I couldn't, I couldn't see it as much as I wanted to see it, how we'd win. And then we just came out and we played outrageous. Like, as I said, I haven't seen Cabin put in a 70-minute performance like that in, okay. in my, my recollection of football. Like, it, it, it definitely wasn't done. We, we'd play well for 35, 40, and then we'd let these teams come back and beat us. You know, we never put in, in my time playing against a big team, a good 70 minutes like them men put in that night in, in Armagh. It was brilliant. Yeah, well,
0: it was totally deserved, and I remember, because we, it was my last couple of weeks with, with Dublin. I knew I was going to be finishing up after that, and we were playing the winners. Uh, the following week, we won the the, the Leinster title, and we t- to be honest, we expected to play Donegal. I think everyone was kind of tipping that Dublin were going to play Donegal, and that sense, as well as Cabin were playing. You always just I remember watching it because it was the same day Tipperary win a couple of hours beforehand, and when they're, once their monster title, I think Jesus, this what an incredible story this could be, and I just got the sense that Donegal were kind of eking out just. By the time that they, down the stretch, they Michael Murphy or the guys, they pull it out of the bag, and then the goal goes in for Cavan. And I just what a spectacular day for the whole championship with, with Tipperary and you guys winning the same the same day. But it was it was that you looked at the game as a whole, and, and I know in our preparation for playing Calvin in the all ireland semi-final and in Crow Park a couple of weeks later, it was totally and utterly deserved. It was it was a phenomenal performance. Um, but that's you look at it and I'd say from that high for Cavan and for Tipperary and then what's happened to them since this season. What a, Do you have any sense of, of, again kind of from the outside looking in, what was the massive change there for, for Cavan to have arguably one of their greatest days in recent memory to, to win the Ulster title and then the following year to just be so so flat, to ultimately be relegated to Division 4 along with the the reign of monster championship Tipperary—it's
2: such a such a drastic change in only a few months. Like. Yeah, well, the way the way the league was, we'd say you had you had, Well, we played um, Longford from Anna, and um, was it, yeah, it was Langford from Anna, and we bet Longford and lost from Like we could play from Anna ten times, and like it's always tight, no matter how good we yeah. are or how bad they are. It's a local rivalry. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa, and look at they pipped us. I think it was by a point that night, and then we went and we bet um, Longford, and then we went and lost the next game and put us into a relegation dogfight against Wicklow. Wicklow. Yeah, you know, and that was kind of if it was a full league campaign. Yeah, I firmly believe Cavan, like Cavan, are a Division Two team in my head without a doubt, but. Like, it was just one of them things, like, the whole thing kind of, the wheels just kind of fell off at one stage, we'd say, and then they lost to Wicklow. But the Wicklow game was the same as Cavan against Donegal. I was watching the game on a stream, and I was like, Cavan, are going to win this. We we're yeah. losing,
0: But we, we, we were talking about it the week leading up to the game. Exactly that. It was going, it hasn't been a great couple of weeks for Cavan, for but they're the, they were the reigning Ulster champions. They're not going to lose to Wicklow and be relegated to Division 4. And that was the consensus, and Obviously, it didn't turn out that way, you know.
2: Yeah, just, oh, look, it's just look—it's one of them t- <clears throat> that that, that was—that's Kevin's problem. We'd say for for over my generation of playing, we could mix it with the best, but then we could lose to the, the weaker counties, you know. And that's the problem where the middle tier of of teams are like all the good teams. We'd say the Mayo's, the Dublin's, the Tyrone's, Donegal's—they very seldom lose to the weaker teams. Very, very seldom, like one in a hundred. Whereas the the middle teams like the Meads, the Cavan's, the Monaghan's, you know, they can always lose a game. Like I remember Monaghan lost a championship match in Clonus to Longford, and yeah. that was after I think Monaghan could have won the Ulster title the year before. Do you know, if that was a Tyrone or a Dublin, they win that game by seven eight points. You know, and I think that's the big difference between the top top teams. They don't lose them games, mm. and the middle teams. And I don't know if it's a, a mentality thing or or what it is. Because you can up your game to play Dublin, Mayo, and then next of all you can lose to no disrespect any of the Division Four teams because we're one of them now. But we go and lose then to a Division Four team, so it's just kind of I think that's the difference, the gulf between the the top four teams in the country to to the middle and then and then the lower teams. It's just it's a hard one to figure out. Well,
3: I think the strength and depth could be a big thing then as well. It is, yeah. like that. you're looking so, at. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I let you know, but look, like, no, I, I just like, uh, I, was, like,
1: I was just got to get it. Like not only you, um, Keen, but Moyna. McVitie and a few others left that year as well, didn't they? And then all of a sudden, when you are in them fights, you, you might go on a great run like you did in Ulster in 2020. But then in 2021, where you need that consistency of performance, one or two might get injured and then you're struggling, you know? Yeah, well, that's true. With, like Calvin, Calvin have a, like a
2: big squad of 33, 34, and maybe lacking that bit of experience. But mm. like still, the quality is still there. Like, it's... It, it's baffling to think we're a Division Four team. Like, yeah. like tell, we, tell me about it. I need to week in, week out. Andy's these you Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Get up to Division Three. I'm saying, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's uh, no, it's a tough one. But just on yourself, uh, Keen. Like you were synonymous with the team. You, you, you kind of play like your love for football. Did, did you have, like when you were a young fella, sporting-wise, did you play different sports? Did you, like, did you have any great coach in your club? or Was there anyone that kind of instilled that in you? Um, my, my thing was, I remember, I, I just loved playing. I wouldn't have
2: liked watching football when I was younger. I just liked playing it, you know. Um, whereas now, I've kind of more of a, a grasp of, of watching football and stuff like that. But I would have loved every sport, like rugby. I wanted to try and play everything. Um, but then when you get a wee bit older you're going to have to pick and choose what you play but I would have played a lot of soccer and, and, and rugby and that and look at Gaelic came to the fore it always kind of is um, there, there's pressure put on to to get you if you're anywhere good at all to, to keep you on board but um, Your,
3: like, yourself and Marty Riley would have played a lot of soccer like Marty obviously had um had trials obviously at Burnley he was over in England did you, did you play, who did you play with in, in soccer?
2: Uh, I would have played with um Uf, obviously and then yeah. I would have played with Home Farm with Martin as well and then I would have played with Man United in Arama City but um, like great club Man United you played with in. did you? great
3: club though he, he, signed, with he signed a contract to Roddy Collins and then he it was uh, a deadline day signing
0: for United. <laughs> he did
3: back an annulment he did
0: an I went over budget they blew their budget on me and that was the end of it then so
2: there actually was a, yeah, a Dublin yeah, lad playing at Monaghan at the time. Was many local boys now when I was there. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: Where are you used to playing soccer, King? Sorry, what position are you used
2: to play in soccer? Uh, probably winger or up front or kind of. I, I was kind of a jack of all. I was put in anywhere really. But um, number ten, no. Yeah, kind of a bit of a number ten. Like, but I, I believe, like soccer and basketball, like you could tell a lad who played a lot of soccer when he's playing Gaelic or a lad who played yeah, basketball. Yeah, one hundred percent pure spatial awareness like when you play soccer you want to face the play you know when you've a lad who's played his first thing is to turn whereas a Gaelic Gaelic player is he wins it and he runs out an extra three four yards whereas like (laughs) basketball players their backs to the sideline you know soccer players turn and open up the pitch like for me watching matches now you'd be able to say that lad's played soccer or that lad hasn't you know I, I think they're huge huge sports that like the GEA needs to learn from, and, and Dublin definitely do a lot with basketball coaches. Mm. You know, by screens and stuff like that from them playing, do you know, it's yeah, <laughs> like the dog in the street could see it, like, but it, it's 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 not crazy. every dog could see it, Can You'd be surprised, some of the teams I know that unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, like it's it's things like that, you know, that 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 help sports go on. And, and when you say coaches, it's coaches that bring different sports in to help a team on our. Like, unbelievable, unbelievable for, for within a county. Would you have had that in Calvin? Um, not as much. You know, we, we, in Calvin, we, we need someone to bring in something brand new that no one else, you know, we need to be the one to, like, if we want to kick on, we need to bring in something new. You know, like Donegal brought in the blanket and everyone copied it. Dublin then brought in their style of play and everyone tried to copy it. You know, it's time for someone now to bring something new and look at it could be absolutely anyone, um, but look at Cavan have had great managers, great coaches like we had Peter Donnelly with us, Marty Corey at the minute, like they're fantastic coaches. And brought Cavan, over the last ten years, on tenfold like Cavan were in Division One, like a couple of times over the last ten years, like so Cavan football has progressed hugely from where it was maybe in the early two thousands. You know,
3: yeah, yeah. you would have you would have seen that progress throughout your fifteen years as well. In terms of your own style as a footballer, Keane, like I, I would have. I'm a, I'm a Mead Hill man. So it's actually right on the border of Kingscourt. So I would have gone to a lot of Calvin club games over the years. And I, I can just like, when I, when I think of you as a footballer, you covered a crazy amount of ground on a football pitch, but it was the deft touch. It was the point that you kick. It was, it was the stopping and slowing down and picking out a pass. Like clearly. And I know from listening to you here, soccer and basketball had a big influence on that. Your, your ability to kind of pick a pass or slow a game down or, or play even be, be a playmaker on a Gaelic football pitch.
2: Yeah, well, look, I, I I love the I love the kick pass in the game. I love it. I think there's nothing better. Like Kieran McDonald was one of the best ever at it, you know. But like a kick pass is 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 a thing, a, a beauty, you know. And if you can put a, a kick pass through to open up a defense, is better, like and, and easier on the body than running seventy yards to try and get in the end of it, you know. So I probably coming later into my career probably started to go, like I, I believe, like as a player, you have to change your way of playing maybe three times within your career if you want to play over 10 years because the game changes, your body changes, you know. So like when I started, it was all about pace, you know. And um, Then as I got older, I was like, right, you have to do something different here, Kim, because you're not as quick as you used to be. So then you have to start bringing a kick pass into the game. And I think that was the thing. You kind of have to realize that. Um, well, you was
0: you that keen on I, I, that? Is, I think that's absolutely spot on. But it, it, was that something you realized yourself? Because Or was that a coach that sat you down and said, you, re, you were out of the team, maybe you're dropped from a game, and you're going, Geez, I played for five years. Why am I dropped? And a coach kind of triggers that moment for you. Or did you just have it yourself? You go, know, Look, I, I reviewed how it performed in last season's championship, but that game, I need to tweak it myself. Because it's brilliant if, if players can do it. But not every player has that kind of self awareness or that analysis of their own game to, to realise that.
2: Um, I, now, look, it could have been, I, I don't remember a coach saying it to me, you know, but it could have been said to me in a different way that triggered something with me going, yeah, something has to go on. But I, I'd be self-critical at the best of times of my own game at times. Yeah. Now, some of the boys, would it, say different. You'd be cocky in the dressing room. and, I, and I, you know, like, But you, at the back of it all, if you want to be good, you have to be self-critical because yeah. if you keep talking about one or two good things you've done in the game, yeah, One or two good things isn't enough, you know? So if you can remember every good thing you've done in the game, you're not doing enough of them. So yeah. like I'd be critical. So I, I, I kind of would, would have said to myself, like, like you're not beating this man for pace anymore. You know, mm. like, yeah, like, lads are just as quick as you now. Like that kind of triggered with me going, right, I can't just run alongside a fella and then cut her across his run. That game is gone. So then it was kind of like, get stronger Know, and, you know, get better at kick passing, you know, any tips, parents.
3: any tips on, on getting better at kick passing, Andy, I know you want to come in there, but is there anything in particular, any little tricks, if a fella's at home or uh, a girl's at home now, thinking of the off season and improving their kick passing?
2: Just keep kicking, <laughs> do you know, like, yeah, it's, do it's, it. practice, 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 there's no, there's no like, any great science to it, you know, like it's the same as a free taker, if you want to be a good free taker, you practice freeze, like if you go into a pitch, get a corner forward in the corner and just go, look at, I want to kick ball into you for 20 minutes it's helping you and it's helping him you know. And, and you can do that for 10 minutes after training 10 minutes before and, and then you start getting better at kick passing but like all the good teams do all these kick passing drills all the time yeah. so you just have to do that extra bit extra to maybe get the vision in and, and see the passes.
1: The, the thing I would say to you there about adjusting your game I, I, I believe it's from playing different sports when you're younger mm. um, because when you go and play Gaelic football and you I'd, I'd say you were a smaller player when you were younger, younger were you? I was yeah. a whole small... Yeah, so, school, yeah, yeah, so no, no, I, 11, yeah. You failure level. That was the end of it. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. But uh, like, you, you play when <laughs> you you're small. But, but then you go playing soccer and you might be the best player. But in Gaelic, you might be a different sort of player. And if you go play at an, 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 an age where you're 14, you might play 16, you need, to be, you need to adjust it a bit slightly. So I think from playing different sports when you're younger, it actually teaches you to... You have to adjust to each game because we all played soccer. We all played Gaelic, played a bit of rugby, handball you could be the best player in one game and then you could be just the squad player in the next game. So you need to adjust all the time. And I think it's a mentality thing where I think playing underage sports, like Keen got up to home farm there when he's a kid, mm. like you're not going up there being the big dog. Like you're, you, you have to fit in, you need to, to work your way around it, see how you're going to kind of manipulate yourself to get into the team. So you're always kind of thinking, I think it's a train skill as well. So I'm not sure if it's coach or if it's Anthony, but, definitely underage playing multiple sports helps that
3: taste Keen, random one for you handball is a math sport in, in Cavan obviously is there any other sports I know you mentioned rugby there as well there's no other random sports that you would have been fairly good
1: at Pete Donnelly yeah. used to tell me you were a rat on the table tennis team. who told you that? Donnelly used to say you used to be taking 50 pences off everyone <laughs> it's tight to get a 50 pence piece off a of Cavan man now but
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> We used to play, we, we used to, in the army barracks, go before matches and it had to be taken away. They started to get heated. There was, <laughs> was matches going on and, and lads were getting agitated and you could be going to a league match and bad doing with each other over this table tennis. Yeah, it yeah,
1: definitely You, you it as a younger. You should have a club up around there or something when you were younger or something. Yeah,
2: there's a club here. Now, I wouldn't, I would have preferred to play soccer than, than the table tennis, but I would have went and, Look at I was middle of the road. Um, I would have ran after Everton, even like if it was gone away, I'd run after be fallen. <laughs> and you wouldn't really be meant to be fallen playing. But uh would have played it. Like Ronan Flanagan was an exceptional table tennis player. Exceptional. Ah, it's an mm-hmm. And he won he won, I think he won Malisney like as a as a cub as well. Like he he was brilliant hey. dad, um as well. But I don't think he played when we were, were playing in the barracks. He he just knew he he'd take too much money off everyone. <laughs>
3: Cian, um, it's Blessington up next, isn't it? In, in Pierce Park, is it next Sunday? Uh,
2: yeah, next Sunday, one
3: o'clock. Yeah, one o'clock. Yeah. Right. Well, very best to look at that on your on your Leinster club journey with Monday Nocta. Yeah. Brilliant to have you on the football pod this week. Thanks so much for taking the time and joining us. No problem at all, lads. Great Thank to see you, again. All the best though, going forward. Take it easy. Thanks a million. Kian Mackie there. It was a, a rapid fire interview with Kian He was brilliant, the former Calvin footballer, to take the time and chat with us this evening. And he's in the middle of his, his Leinster club campaign with Mollanyocte. Noct- Jesus, I, I can barely get the words out today. Oh, Paddy up. Anders is still with me. Andy Moran is still with me. We've got about 90 seconds left. And I just want to read out a headline because I call out a couple of club final results there. It wasn't an exhaustive list, but it was, it was close to it. And Andy Moran pointed out to me that I missed the headline of the weekend. This is in Belfast Live. Uh, Kick'em Cragans and 67-year wait for glory in Antrim as Sam Maguire adds the icing on the cake. Sam Maguire <laughs> scored a late goal for his club as they won their first Antrim Senior Football Championship title since 1954. That's pretty epic. Meant to be. It's meant written, to be. Written in the stairs, that one. But, uh, like,
1: Jerome Quinn. Jerome Quinn does, uh, does a few interviews uh, does. On, his, on his page uh, after that game and unbelievable there's some of them that just just have a uh, go and search it they're, they're yeah. brilliant
3: uh, Jerome's work is top class across GA, GAA yeah. bring some of the best stories out there one line I wanted to put the key in, I never got the chance to was and I, I just you can give me a yes or no on this the GAA is too obsessed with GPS stats is that fair? Mm, I
0: think it, I think it's being challenged a lot more now when I first came in I know I even myself as a player you, you, you felt like you had to run the hard yards because that was what you're being measured on but it's so much more in depth now and I think the best coaches and the best teams understand it's just one part of the overall game because when I first came in you had lads running 12k in a game touched the ball about four times <laughs> yeah the quote was... It, was, it was a unique thing yeah. that came into GAA I know Keane would have had some absolutely outrageous stats because Jesus yeah. he, he reminds me of Kieran McGeary who, who we touched on this year with Tyrone. he was that type of player um, I think definitely there, there's, there's an understanding now it's a part of the overall game yeah you need to depend on where you are on the pitch you need to put in the hard yards but it's one aspect of a really good performance to, to go with everything else that you need your strength yeah. your, your use of the ball how you read the game there, there's so many different aspects to it now
3: With the Leitrim boys have to be worried about Andy Moran looking at the numbers?
1: Between 5 and 12 maybe yeah. Between 5 and 12 <laughs> say, yeah that's fair Yeah, say they will
0: for January anyway they're <laughs> going to be on some serious hard yards there on Carrick and Shannon for the first four weeks of the year
3: Yeah well, Listen lads thanks very much for joining us this week great to be back great to have you back on the pod and thanks very much to everyone for listening at home this has been episode 27 of the Football Pod of Paddy and Andy Kim Mackey was our special guest this week so I hope you've enjoyed it Paddy Andrews best of luck with your wedding prep over the next little while I'm off I've got a busy evening ahead of me lads but good to catch up again Andy, we're back we're back baby best of luck with the book signings and everything else that's going on I know you're, you're a busy man too thanks boys thanks. good luck lads bye bye bye
0: bye